Hello and welcome to the Utah 21 Sports Podcast for April 27th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind Etoff 21 Sports. Coming to you a little early because I am leaving at the butt crack at dawn tomorrow to go to the NFL Draft. So this podcast is going to be a very quick hit it and split it, if you know what I mean. My boy Brandon cannot come on. Him and his little lady friend are down in Mexico celebrating. He is on Blaney, Kevin Harvick, and Suarez at Dover. I am on Truex, Blaney, and Chase Elliott, those who I am taking at Dover. But, yeah, we have a great show. Like I said, I'll be at the draft. If you missed it, Sterling and I went on my stream on Tuesday, went through everything. We told you what we think should happen, what we think is going to happen. So, yeah, great stuff going on. Also, make sure you to check out Gino and I on Fast Break Bretts. As always, this is sponsored by the Sharp Betting app. Make sure you turn into Sharps for the best betting app there is. Use promo code ETOF499. That way they know old Uncle Rico sent you. Like I said, we have a great show today. XFL Jim and I are going to talk some USFL and XFL. Plus, Nick and I will continue with our second round fantasy football draft. So let's jump right into it. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking USFL and XFL and the man, the myth, the legend, XFL. Jim is on. We're going to talk, oh. you know what? It's it's the playoff times. We're talking playoffs, Jimbo. We got two games in the XFL. We got Renegades, Roughnecks, Sea Dragons, Defenders. First of all, need your take on this. I'm seeing a lot of people complaining how the Battle Hawks didn't get in. What's your take on the Battle Hawks not getting in? Well, guess what, people? That's how divisions work. If you don't like it, don't have don't root for a sport that has divisions. You could argue, uh, you could argue, and some people have argued that with only eight teams, they should scrap divisions, which fine. But if you're going to have divisions, this is how they work. And it's, hey, guess what? If you wanted the Battle Hawks in, they should have won Week Nine, or they should have beaten DC once. Yeah. Now, they have they played with their food. They had opportunities to do it. They played with their food. They effed up, moved on. It happens all the time in baseball. You see these people, awful look, awful look. You know what? F you. They had a chance to take care of business. They didn't effing take care of business. Is what it is. Let's move on. That's my Exactly. Opinion. Exactly. So we have the Renegades Roughnecks. Line is sitting at six and a half, over under 41. Jim, you know I'm going to the under 20 and a half. Four the first half and I'm kind of leading renegades plus three and a half for the first half game side. You know what? I kind of feel it's kind of too big of a number for the renegade for the roughnecks to cover with their quarterback situation. But my friend Brad, who taught me the game, the first thing he taught me that it was this saying the sports books, aren't your, the sports book isn't your friend. It's true. That number's that big for a reason. So talk to me. What do you what are you gonna do? I'm just going I'm going on the way I felt about these teams. Last week I'm just sort of throwing out because that game didn't matter at all. And I'm gonna roll with the Renegades. They've been the better team for the past two, maybe even three weeks. I think the Roughnecks have been sliding. I don't like Silvers as a quarterback. And I trust what the Renegades have shown me. Uh, just like you, love the first half under. 
I'm probably not going to play the Renegades first half because if there's anything, I think they might start off a little slow and come back. Because what we've seen from Houston Silvers is they start out strong and then like collapse uh, yeah. late second quarter, early third quarter, and then they're just left like they they. They did it with the Brahmas. They did it with the. They do it with every team where they start off strong and then Silvers will just get a little too cocky, throw some really bad picks, and then they'll let the team come back. I like the Renegades outright. Oh, Jimbo, calling the upset. I'm only going to go first half Rennies and the first half under. Jim's Jim's taking the six and a half, and he's taking a little bit of the plus two twenty. Jim, I also I like the under in this matchup too. Next Two game. good defenses. Two like pretty good defenses going at it. So. We got the Sea Dragons and the DC <laughs> Defenders. We got the DC Defenders. I don't mean to be a dick, limping to the finish line. You could say literally, like the last couple weeks, Tom has been getting beat up out there. Yeah. So I don't know, man. You know, that's like for me, I, I feel you have to take the Sea Dragons here. Um, I just feel they kind of got a second chance. We got a phenomenal future price on them. I haven't been that impressed with DC. To me, you have to take the, um, excuse me, the Sea Dragons. I also feel like you have to take the Sea Dragons. Similar situation to the Renegades Roughnecks. The Sea Dragons have looked like the better team for the last few weeks. Maybe the defenders can turn it on. I know they're at home. I know they play super different at home. It's a tough environment. I like the first half under in this one, too. I might like the total game over, though. I think you might see, like, a second-half explosion. I just think the Sea Dragons might be a slightly better team than they were the last time they played. And the, the last time they played, about, it was it was a toss-up. It's all about getting hot at the right time, and they're getting hot. So I absolutely love – give me the Sea Dragons here. I'll take the three. I'll take the plus 140. I'm also going to take that first half under. Looks like 24 and a half right now. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna take that. Uh now if we look over, we're gonna go to the USFL a little bit. I'll be honest, for me, it's a real hard week in the USFL. It's tough. We got the breakers getting six and a half, money line 210 over under 40 and a half against the Birmingham Stallions. But the thing is, and we talked about it last week, if the Stallions won, I had my mindset, I'm not gonna take them till they play Michigan. Yeah, probably don't. If you're smart, don't bet a Stallions game until they go on the road. I It's just... That number is just calling out to me. What I'll probably do is I'll take... What's the what's the Stallions line uh, first half? Three. I'll take the Stallions minus three first half. The Breakers are a slow start team. That's probably the best bet. If I were to bet that game, that's what I like the most. Also, don't mind the over in this one. I know it's a tall one. But both these offenses could put up points. And I think out of the three teams that the Stallions have played, the Breakers are best set up to play them in a shootout. I like it. I like it. Next one. We have the Memphis Showboats getting three plus 140 on the money line against the Houston Gamblers. Again, I'm going to say it, Jim. The sports book is not your friend. Crazy line movement in this one. Where are we going here, Jimbo? I think I'm just sticking to my guns. I like the showboats as a pick 'em. 
I like him as a plus three. Basically, maybe maybe I'm just too high on the showboats. Maybe I think their run game's good enough, but I like the under in this game for sure. Yeah. And in my opinion, these are the two worst teams playing each other. The Maulers are really bad too, but these are two of the bottom three teams playing each other. I don't think there's that much separating them. Give me the dog. Yeah, I have a row and two shitty teams play. I always take the dog and the under. Um, next game, and to me, this kind of depends on what's going on with Cookus. We see in the the Maulers getting six and a half against the Philadelphia Stars. Maulers on the money line plus two twenty over under forty one and a half. Yeah, if I mean if Cookus is playing, this probably stays at six and a half, or maybe even jumps to seven. If he is playing, I like the Stars here. I would also play the under no matter what. I don't like this Mahler's offense whatsoever. The Stars' defense is sneaky, and they could be have they're like prime for a bounce back spot after letting up so much to the Gamblers that was just undeserved uh, to the Panthers that was undeserved in my opinion. I'll the best. I'll probably just stick with the under. Yeah, I'll take the under too. Because again, that, if Cookies does play, that that's going to jump up too. I think this is prices if Cookies plays. You think I that think, total is two? Yeah. I think if he's confirmed, that total might go up. Uh, next game, Generals plus four against the Panthers over under 43 and a half. I mean, it's over the key number three. I would, I would lean the Panthers here just because I think the Generals are putrid. Yeah, I don't like the Generals' quarterback play more than anything. Like, Darius Victor is incredibly fun to watch. He's a great running back. I just don't like what the generals have at QB. The Panthers are the biggest turnaround of the year. That defense is solid. The quarterback play and the offense is way better than last year. I think I might take the Panthers. I like it. I would lean the Panthers too. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on talking a little shot, my friend. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they, where they can find you on the old uh, social media and, uh, what is your live stream schedule this weekend? Because you've been doing a phenomenal job live streaming these games, my friend. You can find me everywhere at XFL Gym. I'm on uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm all over at XFL Gym. The live stream schedule, obviously, Saturday, Sunday. I'm changing it up a little bit because uh, of I'm moving to a new place. Yeah. So I'm only streaming the XFL playoff games this weekend. No USFL stream, so they're not going to be all day. I'm just streaming the playoff games. And then Friday night. There's a possibility. Uh, stay, follow me on Twitter because I'll update the people. There's a possibility that we stream an X-League game. I like it. Friday I like night. it. I like it, my friend. Make sure you give my boy Jim a follow at XFL Jim. Jim, we'll talk next week, my friend. Damn right we will. Please give my boy Jim at XFL Jim a follow. Also, he does the weekly live streams with spring football. Make sure to check those out. Now let's jump into some fantasy football. And we have reached the part of the podcast where we're going to be continuing our pre-draft, post-draft, or right kind of right in the draft week here of our top three for fantasy football. And just like he's here every single week, Nick at NA Fantasy at NAA Fantasy from Twitter's on Nick. How you doing today, my man? Great, Eric. How you doing? Good, good, good. So what we're doing, the exercise that we're on is we are going first round, second round, and third round, then we're going to kind of see how this is. And then every month we're going to kind of be doing this. Can I kind of see how it changes with what's going on in the league and everything. So for those that missed the first round, it went Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, 
Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Debo Samuels, and Tony Pollard. Obviously, there are some big names still on the board. Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, Bryce Hall, C.D. Lamb, all the quarterbacks, D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, um, John Robinson, some big names, Kenneth Walker, big names still there. So basically we're just alternating. Nick has the evens. I have the odds. Nick, who are you going with pick 12 to team up with Tony Pollard? Well, actually, you're pick 13. Oh, I am pick 13. Okay. <laughs> my fault. My fault. So this is me here. So let me let me bring up my board here. Um, I'm going to go Stefan Diggs. Nice. Stefan Diggs, clear cut number one. You know, he's going to be the main target guy. I know he's getting up there in age and everything. Um, you know, I think this is, this is him, you know, leads him in red zone targets, can stretch the field and those defenses aren't that good in the AFC East. So I, I like Stefan Diggs here. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you actually had the 13th pick because I want CD Lamb at number 14, and okay. I, you know, obviously with the snake type draft, 12 and 13 would be, you know, the same team drafting there. So I didn't want two Dallas Cowboys and Pollard and CD Lamb. So um, yeah, I'm going with CD Lamb at 14. Um, as I've talked about before you know, his numbers are just going up and up and up every year. He's in his fourth year. Last year, he had 107 catches and 1,359 yards and nine touchdowns. Fully healthy year. Um, You know, he's into his fourth year with Dallas this coming year. And, uh, you know, he's got to get that big money. So I think he's going to have, I think he's going to get around 1,500 yards this year. So I think that's a good pick early in the second round. I like that. That's a good pick. McCarthy's going to like to throw the ball. McCarthy's offenses tended to go toward the number one wide receiver. Interesting pick here for me. I already got Saquon Barkley. You know, I could go double running back here with going with the Mixon or Eckler. But I'm going to go – I just feel – with the depth of the running back position, I feel I have to go wide receiver here with having Derrick Henry – as the first pick here. So I'm going to take AJ Brown. Clear cut. Number one, obviously um, Philly's defense isn't going to be as good. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Obviously they lost miles Sanders really kind of uncertainty. Who's going to be that RB one and what to expect from them. I know Gainwell was good to end the season. We don't know if they're going to address that in the league. Some questions around the offensive line. I don't think this unit's going to be as good as they were, so probably going to have to pass the ball more. I'll take A.J. Brown. All right, so my first-round pick was Saquon Barkley. So second round, you know, I'm going to go with – I'm going to I'm going to say this team is going with double running back to start old school and uh, I'm going with Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, obviously we saw him come out last year. He he had a great year when he was healthy. Um and Seattle's a run first type of team. I think uh I think they're going to lean on him a lot this year. Um 
Unfortunately, I think Gino is going to take a little bit of a step back, um, but I think they're going to lean on the run a lot, and he's going to get he's going to get his yards going forward. I like that. I like that a lot. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in Seattle. They're kind of at that pick. Now, obviously, by the time this has come out, the draft has already happened by the time Nick and I are recording because I am going to the draft. Um, and if you guys see me there, come up, talk some shop. I have some free merch I'll be giving away. So come by, stop, talk some shop over at the NFL draft. Um, I like that pick a lot because they could get they have their pick of the offensive linemen. They could go quarterback with Richardson. It's going to be interesting to see what Seattle does. Uh, with my pick here, now with the first my first round pick, it was Nick Chubb here. So see, because here's the thing. I truthfully feel that this is this is my dilemma here. Cause like I don't know how you feel when you draft. I always rake my top 200 and I'm kind of like a person doing an NFL draft. I'll take the top prospect on my list, yeah. but then I'm looking at it and I'm projecting ahead how this is going to play out. I don't want my number one wide receiver to be a Tyler Lockett. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, seriously. Yeah. But you know yeah, what I mean, of though? Of course. Of course. So I kind of feel that even though I have, like, Mixon and Eckler are still on the board and I have them higher than DK Metcalf, I need to take DK Metcalf here. Clear-cut number one. Him and Gino kind of had a – success rate we don't lockers get success lockets get a number like up there in years d like everyone thought dk was going to drop he still is a top 20 wide receiver i don't see any anything for that to change more comfortable with uh geno smith so yeah i like him here to take that take a step and still be another top wide receiver nice i like it all right so you had Nick Chubb. Okay, Devontae Adams was my first pick at number seven coming back well, around. Well, this, is, this is the fun thing about this exercise, though. So we're alternating. So, like, the first pick, like, I picked Adams here. So we, we're kind yeah. of building the team I know. together. So. <laughs> I know. I like so that. So that's, that's the exercise. That's the interesting uh, thing about this. So DK or Devontae. Oh, man. Um Obviously not going with Josh Jacobs because he's on the Raiders. Joe Mixon's a question mark. Eckler's a question mark. Bijan's a question mark. Um, you know, I'm going to have to go with Brees Hall as a running back to with Devontae Adams here. I like that one a lot. Um, I think Brees is going to be on a breakout year. Obviously, with Rodgers there, that's going to be less eight-man fronts. We've seen how Rodgers uses Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the passing game. I absolutely love that pick. He was going to be the guy that I was going to pick here. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to have to go. I got Cooper. Cooper Cup was the pick at pick six here. I feel I need to go running back with this pick. And I'm just kind of looking at the board right now. And I'm not going to lie. Nothing has come from these alleged gun charges. I don't think anything is coming. It's happened. It's, it's been a, over a month. I'll take Joe Mixon here to go okay. with Cooper Cup. Now, the funny thing, we got Eckler and Kelsey still on the board. <laughs> I just I just don't know where Eckler's going to go. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. We don't you know, know where he's going to go. Where he's gonna I mean, go. but at this point, I mean, this late, I mean, I got 
you know, Tyree kill was the fifth round or was the fifth pick in the first round, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to go with Eckler here. You know, I, we just can't leave him on the board any longer. So, you know, enough said, he's still going to be, he's still going to get his touches. He's going to get, he's, uh, you know, a force in the passing game and, uh, you know, he's going to score his touchdowns wherever he is, you know, yeah. if he stays in the, if he stays in LA or not. I like that pick a lot. Um, you know, he may, I think he'll have a little bit of a step back with the touchdowns, but he's still going to be a featured back, still going to get his touches, especially in the passing game. And this being a half point PPR, that is a great pick. My next one here, um, you know, this is with the Christian McCaffrey. Um, we've seen St. Brown's target, target share, receptions, yards, touchdowns increase every single year. Obviously, with Jamison Williams gambling on gambling on college games from the fat practice facilities is suspended for six seasons, six seasons, six games. So that's going to open some stuff up. So I'll take Amon Ron St. Brown. Ah, you took my guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as Eric said, you know, 106 catches last year, 1161 yards and six touchdowns. And I only think it's going up from there. He's honestly, he's like a sneaky, uh, top five, top seven wide receiver, um, you know, this year for me, just to take everybody down. So, and people forget how bad the Lions' defense was. That's a bad <laughs> defense. So it's it's going to take it's 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 they're still going to need to throw the ball unless until they sure it up a little bit. Um, right. uh, so I'm looking at the thing, the third, the. So you went. Who'd you go with? I'm sorry. Jamar. So I went with Eckler at um, Eckler, Austin Eckler. That's the one I didn't write up. My fault, everyone. All right. So with Jonathan Taylor here, obviously I'm looking at. Wait, wait, no, uh, I've got uh, Jamar Chase or I've got the 10th pick in the second round. So Jamar Chase was the third pick in the first round. And then. Yeah. um, Jamar Chase went with Austin Eckler, right? No, no, no. That was that was with Tyree Kill. Okay, and who'd you go with? I'm sorry. So Jamar Chase was the third pick in the first round. For the tenth pick in the second round, I am going to pair him up with Travis Etienne. I I had him last year on my team. He did. He he took off, you know, and he was he was he was very solid. Uh, obviously he has an amazing rapport with, um, Trevor Lawrence, you know, as they played in college and pro together. So I'm, I'm thinking Etienne has another great year and I'm going to pair him up with Jamar Chase out of the first round there. I, I like that pick. Sorry about the confusion guys. Um, ah, I'm not the biggest Travis Etienne guy. I just can't I like I, I can't say anything positive, so I'm just gonna shut my mouth and I'm gonna move <laughs> on. I know. Now, this is the interesting thing. So I have like in this position here, I kind of feel I'm a little bit more at lib to take the best positional player on the board. And because I have a I have a I can circle back with a wide receiver. Cause I mean wide receiver is still on the board. We got Keenan Allen. We got Jaden Waddle. Um, we got D Hop, who's who's going to be traded somewhere. Amari Cooper. All those three guys. If I had my number one wide receiver and I had two bell cow running backs, 
I would be absolutely fine. But then we look at the running backs. Running backs still on the board. Bijan Robinson, don't know really know. With a rookie, don't know what we're going to get. We've seen rookie struggle. Josh Jacobs, who's technically a free agent. DeAndre Swift. You know, so Isaiah Pacheco, Kamara, Aaron Jones. A lot of little question marks. I don't really know what's going to happen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to gamble here that we're not going to see the step back with Travis Kelsey. And I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, I... I totally agree with that with, I mean, at this, at this time, I mean, I don't think he can drop any further. Like it, you're, <laughs> you're picking up a, a yeah. solid player, no matter what late in the second round. So, but we all know he's getting older and it's just a matter of time before he takes a step back. Maybe this is the year he takes a step back. I don't know. You don't know, but I think that's why both of us had him fall so much is we're projecting that step backwards for him. Right. Exactly. Oof, this last pick is a tough one for me. Um, you know, obviously Justin Jefferson went number one, so I'm coming back around. And wide receivers, I mean, there's still there's still a lot out there. Um, and running backs, you know, we've still got question marks with Bijan Jacobs, Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. Is I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to get overdrafted. Um, yep. And I'm not, I'm not going with him here. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little, uh, I'm going to go a little crazy. I'm going to go two wide receivers. Last pick Garrett Wilson. And let me just say, <laughs> you know, with Aaron Rodgers going to the jets, if the jets don't draft another wide receiver in the first round, I think Garrett Wilson will be, you know, a top 10 wide receiver this year and will be worth that late second round pick. Makes sense. Makes sense. So starting to shape up, you know, pick 13, Stefan Diggs, 14, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Bryce Hall, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Amon Ross St. Brown, Travis Etienne, Travis Kelsey, and Garrett Wilson, players still on the board. We still have Bajan Robinson, Keenan Allen, Phelan Waddle, Stevenson, Najee Harris, D-Hop, Josh Jacobs, Swift, Ari Cooper, Mark Andrews, Christian Kirk, Delvin Cook, and Isaiah Pacheco, too. Name a few. We're going to be back next week, and we're going to finish up this exercise with the third round. And then the following week, we're going to draft – dive into different draft strategies Nick and I like to use going into fantasy football drafts. Nick, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? You can find me at NAA fantasy on Twitter. Thanks again, Eric. Hope you have a great time in Kansas city. You know what? I'm going to be at the draft. If you see me there, stop by people. Nick, we'll talk soon, my friend. All right. See you. Please give my boy Nick a follow at NAA fantasy on Twitter. That's it for the podcast. Like I said, really short one, guys. I'm going to the NFL draft, and that kind of affected the schedule for this week. As always, DM me for any plays. Everything can be found. I will be on Fast Break Brett's with Gino. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And you know what? Until next week, boys and girls, let's make some money.